0: HR Trends is a weekly podcast featuring interviews with leading experts in the field of human resources. Produced by Unum, HR Trends draws from the deep bench of subject matter experts at Unum, as well as industry partners and national HR thought leaders. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice, and it's for general educational purposes only. If you need legal advice on a particular situation, please contact your own attorney.
1: Welcome to HR Trends. I'm your host, Claire Morin, and today we have two legal experts back into the virtual studio. We have Tamika Newson and Ellen McCann, both of whom are Assistant Vice President's Legal Counsel at Unum's Employment Law Group. So welcome, Tamika and Ellen.
0: Thanks, Claire. Thank
1: so our theme today is returning to work. So, planning for your return to work strategy for your employees. Today, we actually have, so Tamika, you're actually based in Atlanta, Georgia. So, this is very real for you. Ellen and myself are both in sort of northeastern states. Um, But yeah, you're certainly seeing in your environment uh, a shift.
0: Absolutely. It's very timely. We had, as of this past Friday, several establishments were permitted to reopen like nail salons and barbershops and spas and tattoo parlors and bowling alleys. And so we had establishments reopen and people returning to work and uh, even more today uh, have been allowed to, to return. So employers are having to try to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to best protect their employees and the public.
1: Right. And today is April 27th and we actually did, Unum did a survey last week. I was going to bring up a few of the statistics um, and we could sort of speak to those. And then we're going to sort of look at two aspects of returning to work planning. We're going to get Tamika to give us the regulatory perspective So a few things you should be keeping in mind. Um, And then Ellen will sort of bring in a practical perspective of what are some of the key questions employers should be thinking through as they sort of build their plan for this. So some of the takeaways from the survey, um, nine out of 10 employers we surveyed have employees who have transitioned to a work from home arrangement. Um, Then among the employers with employees working from home, some interesting data points here two-thirds of employers are currently planning how to return these remote workers to the workplace. 31% are planning to only allow a portion of employees to come back initially and gradually move towards full capacity. So that's one-third are planning that. 27% are planning to stagger work schedules initially and gradually move towards full capacity. Another 10% are planning to allow all employees to come back at once. And then the final 32% have no plans yet for a return to work arrangement. So, Tamika and Ellen, do any of those numbers surprise you?
2: Uh, Claire, I do think the numbers are really interesting. I'm a little bit surprised at the 10% of employers who are going to have everyone come back at once um, because it, it will take a lot of thought and planning to have everyone come back, particularly depending on where the employer's operations are. So we know we have some jurisdictions who are going to be requiring certain things of employers when they bring their employees back, such as social distancing, other CDC best practices that will have to be followed. So um, for those 10%, I'm sure they've been considering all of those options, or perhaps they're in jurisdictions that don't have uh, as strict of rules as others. But there will be quite a bit of work that needs to be done just to figure out the logistics of bringing people back.
0: Absolutely, and I think most notably here, the number that jumps out to me is the fact that 32%, which is a small majority here, have no plans at all yet. So still trying to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to manage this process. Right, and it's it's
1: sort of definitely our subject today. as people are building those plans um, and HR teams, you know, what are some helpful uh, things to keep in mind? So, Tamika, I wonder if you could start us off with giving us sort of a high level from the regulatory perspective. What are some of the key regulations to to keep in mind?
0: Right, absolutely. Well, because this has been declared a direct threat um, by the EEOC under ADA guidelines. That kind of guides our framework of thinking about how we bring employees back to the workplace. Even as recent as April 23rd, the EEOC issued guidance that stated that an employer can require COVID-19 tests before permitting employees to return to the workplace. That was new guidance. All along, they've been saying that you can require fitness for duty type of of test to require people to before people come back. You can also require employees to stay home if we know that they're sick still, if they have symptoms still. You can take employees' temperature. All of the things that they've been saying are permitted to do during the pandemic are also permitted to do in allowing employees to return to the workplace. So, again, I think the focus is really on trying to make sure that you're keeping your employees safe and you're also keeping the public safe. Now, when they return, there's also permitted guidelines about hand washing and uh, wearing wearing masks, you can require that your employees wear masks in the workplace, which, you know, before was, was something that may, be, may not have been considered a reasonable uh, request or a job-related function. Um, but it, all of that, too, keeping in mind if you have employees who have uh, medical issues that make that difficult, we have to still provide reasonable accommodations to those employees who have disabilities that pre- prevent or or make it more difficult for them to follow the guidelines that are put in place. Lots of considerations to be made about how you're going to go through that process.
1: Right. And and Ellen, I wonder from a practical perspective, what are some of the key questions you are sort of hearing employees talking about in
2: your work? Right. So I think some of the things employers need to just think about before they even develop their plan or as they're developing their plan are that, you know, as as Tamika noted, the EEOC has given employers a lot of guidance on what they can do while they're bringing employees back, but there's a practical aspect to this. So for instance, if employers uh, decide they are going to ask employees a series of questions about whether they're symptomatic or whether their family members perhaps have been exposed or where they've traveled, um, what do you do with that information? So how do you document that and where is that documentation kept? Because it does have to be kept confidential. Another consideration is who do you want to ask those questions? Do you want it to be your HR department? Um, we would we would all advise. I think we'd all agree with you. Do not want it to be the employee's manager. Um, but do you want it to be HR, or do you want to hire a third-party vendor who is in the business of doing things like you know taking temperatures for employers or administering other types of tests? So you have to think through a lot of the. Logistics of this, and you know, do you want to do testing? And if so, what type of testing do you want to do when your employees do report back to the office? You need to think through things like what will you do if an employer refuses to be tested, or if you have an employee who perhaps maybe tests positive and a temperature test they refuse to leave the work site. So there are a lot of issues that you really want to think through before you embark on returning, just to make sure you have a game plan for all of the different scenarios that could possibly come out of this.
1: Right, and that sort of contingency planning of, you know, uh, of understanding humans will not react the same way (laughs) Uh, that part of human resources. Tamika, do you have any thoughts on that also?
0: Oh no! I just agree completely with Ellen. There are certain circumstances that you want to just ensure you have thought through and have a plan about, particularly with, you know, things that you know are going to happen, like the, the actual return. What are you going to require for each individual when they return to the workplace? And how are you going to make that consistent? Because what you don't want to do is have different requirements for different people and, and have inconsistencies that lead to other potential discrimination or retaliation type claims down the road so i completely agree with ellen Uh, having those contingency plans in place is going to be super important um, to move forward
2: Right. And I think, Tamika, one of the things you said on our last episode, which I think was so helpful, was when it comes to deciding who who can come back or perhaps who you won't allow to come back. Employers need to be careful about making assumptions about their employees and trying perhaps to protect employees. But what they're really doing is treating employees who might be at higher risk. Uh, differently than other employees who are not. So you have to be careful about doing things like saying, we'll bring back all of the young healthy employees and we will not allow anyone who's pregnant or over 60 or who has a pre-existing health condition that we know about, we won't allow those folks to come back. Certainly, if those folks ask for accommodations, that's something the employer needs to consider. But employers need to be careful, as you mentioned in our last episode, not to make assumptions about their employees and to give the employee the choice whether they want to come back or not.
1: So that was very helpful. Tamika. I wonder, to close this off, um, practical advice then for our listeners of how they sort of broach this and any parting advice you would give as people are doing this planning?
0: Sure. I think the biggest thing that employers need to do right now is to make sure that they have a response team uh, gathered and ready to address these issues up front. You don't want all of your human resources to be dedicated to return to work issues so once they have a response team they also need to make sure that they have someone on that team that's able to give employment law advice and that's going to be important for all of the reasons we highlighted earlier you know and there are you know issues with testing what kind of tests are they going to permit how are they going to look at those tests and and what decisions they're going to make based on the results they want to make sure that they're consistent in how they're treating the employees They, as Ellen pointed out, uh, they want to make sure they're not making any presumptions about individuals. They also want to make sure that they're taking into consideration all of the other applicable laws, because as I mentioned too, you know, we still have Title VII out there. They don't want to be doing anything that could look uh, discriminatory or retaliatory to any of the employees. So there's a lot of issues in there. HR's got a, a great grasp on some of those, but they need to make sure that they have someone on that team with employment law background uh, to, to fully vet all of the considerations. And then another uh, thing to consider is a third party vendor. We, we now know that there are vendors out there that are offering services to assist people in return to work issues and testing and all of those sorts of things. So we encourage people to just take a look at all of the options that are out there, make sure they have a good team together and that they're considering all of the issues, the potential issues and the real issues that are out there with returning employees to work.
1: Well, thank you both so much. As always, we're so grateful for your time. Um, If anyone listening is interested in that survey we we referenced, uh, you can find it on the HR Trends site at unum.com. We'll be updating some analysis there and we will be continuing to return to these topics in coming weeks. So please do keep listening. So thank you both.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.